The word of the Lord from that Old Testament reason, Isaiah, reading Isaiah 35, beginning with verse 3, where it says this, strengthen the weak hands, make firm the feeble knees, say to those with an anxious heart, be strong, fear not, for your God will come to save you. This is the word of the Lord. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus. All of you gathered here this morning as well as uh, those who may be joining us through our, uh, certainly our cable broadcast, which has been happening, by the way, for decades and decades, can I say that? I think it's probably pretty close to that, as well as those joining us through our other media platforms. It's great to have you with us as well. The, um, the concept of what was mentioned there with the weak hands and the feeble knees. Oh, yes, thank you. I knew that. I knew that. We're going to take a moment right now, and we're going to ask our children, those that are able to go to the gym, and um, not to the gym, they're going to be ushered, and they're going to... Um, be able to go experience uh, uh, our puppets. So please pardon me. Thank you, Bobby. You get so focused. I told him probably three times. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'll remember. Uh, so anyway, let's take that time right now and uh, have our young people that are going to be heading out to uh, experience our puppet ministry. Cameron Sanborn is our director of that, and um, I know they're going to experience a great, great thing. In the meantime, while they are doing that, this is a serious request. If we have either a physical therapist or a physical therapist aide in the house, I need you up here. I need some serious therapy, all right? No, I'm serious. If we have a physical therapist or a PTA in the house, if you're brave enough and would be able to come up here, I would, I would really appreciate that. Wow. The, um, the kids made their exit pretty quick. I'm impressed with that. So, but you only have like the next 30 seconds to respond. So maybe there's none of you here, but um, all right. If there is, let me know that somebody's coming up. Somebody's coming? Who is this? Carla. Hey, yes, let's give her a hand. You are so brave, Carla Belil. No, you weren't planning to be on here. Are you dressed for it? No. Is she dressed for it? She's okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, um, any of you had therapy before? Physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, that kind of stuff. You don't have to raise your hands. Um, but anyway, um, what are we doing? Emily? What are we doing? I don't know. You <laughs> are going like to help me do a couple exercises. I've, I've had a sore shoulder. Okay. Okay. And I, I thought maybe it was because I had injured it. Maybe I did. But my wife suggested the other day that, have you ever thought that maybe it's arthritis? Yeah. And uh, I was in denial about that. But whether or not you'd prescribe therapy. Oh, she's going away. Oh, she's getting down to business. All right. So, um, so anyway, is there some exercises uh -huh. If it is arthritis or if it's, you know, need to be strengthened. Okay. Can you show me? I know there's some home exercises I can do right. with that. Do you mind? Okay. No. Um, one's for strengthening your shoulders yep. and the back. That yep. 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 That's it, right? Okay. Yeah. So, 
You would put this around a post at home, put one in each hand. Okay. One end in each hand. Are you going to be the post? I'm going to be the post. Yeah. All right. So what do I do? And then you're going to pull back like a rowing motion and oh, squeeze your shoulder blades. Yeah. Squeeze the shoulder blades. Yes. Uh-huh. And then you can do it at a low angle. But I'm not going anywhere. No, you're not going anywhere. You need a, you need a <laughs> fan in this. Oh, this isn't the right band. Okay. Yeah, That's too then, easy. And then you can pull it with your hands up higher. So bring your, um, yep, and now go straight back from there. But yes. keeping the shoulders. Shoulders together. Pin, pinching the shoulders together. Uh-huh. Okay. There's, oh, there's more. But I know there's more. How about the one where you like go through the emotion of, that was one of my favorites, was like throwing a ball? Is that not prescribed? I, I don't know if I would do that. I thought it was. Well, my therapist told me it was. Well, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah, well, I'm left-handed, so it's kind of awkward. So if I'm going to do damage, you stop me. But it was simply like... Well, you could, okay, you can do that. Yeah. yeah Why? It was going against your principles, wasn't it? Kind of, yeah. That's not one of my primaries. You can do this one. Hold it here. Okay. Here's the post over here. So the post is moving. No, no, you go like this. All, All right. right. I'm going to hold it here, and then you're going to roll it out. I'm going to show you the motion first. Ah, keep your elbow at your side. Oh, like oh, yeah, I feel that. Uh-huh. Yeah, but okay. But if it hurts, then we stop. Okay, go So ahead. if it hurts, we stop. Yeah, I mean, if it's just sore, achy a little bit, that's okay. But if you're like... How do we know the difference between sore, achy, that's okay, but it if it hurts... I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I trust you. You should. But is there ever a time where you do have to experience some, certainly, discomfort in therapy? Yeah. With some conditions, more so. Yeah. Yes. Some conditions, yes. <laughs> like a knee replacement, you just, you gotta. You gotta what? You gotta bear it. You gotta bear you it. You got to. What happens if you don't? Uh, then you're stuck with your knee having limited mobility because you babied it too much. I babied it too much. You are bold enough to tell somebody that they're babying themselves too much? Comes with the job, yeah. Really? Uh So you can't always just go on the basis of, it hurts, stop, stop. No, No. yeah, especially post-surgical, not necessary. Well, it depends. It all depends. It all depends on what your condition is. Okay. Well, we don't want to get into all my conditions. No, no, no. No, we don't have that kind of time. You're right. Okay, well, that's helpful to know, but you as a therapist have to, to know that ahead of time, whether or not, like you said, you are uncomfortable with me doing one of those because that might not be even helpful, or if there's therapy that causes too much pain, then you, you know, that your experience would say, wait a minute, if you're experiencing pain doing this, then maybe there's something, we need to be at a different place or something or like that, it. or modify it. Yep, yep. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's different kinds of pain. Uh, some that would not necessarily be healthy pain to work through, just yes. like toughen up. Yes. But then other times where we do need to be told, yeah. no, you got to just toughen up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you know the difference. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And we place our trust in people like you. Good. Right? Good. Yes. Yes, you should. Yeah. What if somebody ever says to you, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to... I have a knee replacement, and it hurts too much to get up on it, and, and I'm going to refuse. Too much pain to get up. What, well, would you, what would you be required or, you know, responsible to tell that person? And I'm sorry about this microphone thing. It was not no, thought okay. out. <laughs> so they're refusing to do the exercises or do the work? Can you believe it? 
Well, then they just have to accept that they're going to spend the rest of their life in this compromised position. You really walk around like this. The rest I of love your life. it. I mean, yeah. Thank you. Spend the rest of your life in this compromised position. Yeah, that you have chosen for yourself by not doing the work that you needed to do in the beginning. Yeah, we're kind of we're kind of some tough cookies in therapy. We have to tough cookies <laughs> in therapy. Yeah. You know what? Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Carla. Thank you. If you haven't figured it out already, or at least seen some of the applications or the comparisons that there may be for us as Christians, for us as spiritual beings, this word of strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees to me is a, is a great way to have us think about spiritual therapy. Because there's plenty of things in our lives including physical pain or trauma or injury or surgery, but so many other things that can bring us difficulty, pain, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, socially, and above all, spiritually. And you see, there are things that cause us to not be able to experience all of the blessings that God would have for us because of our injured, weakened, whatever state you might want to call it. But the good news, of course, is that this word through the prophet Isaiah is a call to say, hey, come, get spiritual therapy. And I would imagine that's why probably everyone here is actually here this morning in order to get that encouragement, in order to, to hear that, hey, you can do this. Hey, this is what you need to do. Here's what you need to do in order to be able to experience the healing and the strengthening that God would have for you. And thanks be to God that we have such a place and time to come to to do that. Now, a special word to our friends at home or wherever you might be traveling and so forth. Um, it is awesome that you are able to be with us in the means that we have it. And there have been since the beginning of time in many cases and will continue to be till the end of time reasons and plenty, plenty of perfectly, quote, good reasons why somebody is not able to be here. In fact, we take special interest and encouragement for those who may not be able to join us in person for worship. Illness certainly is part of that. And concerns and so forth. As you probably know that when, when we become aware of someone who has a desire to be here but they're not able to, we often make special arrangements and we make visits as pastors and, and others that go to visit, but as a pastor to bring the word and the sacrament to such a person who's not able to come here. We understand that's part of life. And there can be many, many reasons for that. But at the same time, in the interest of spiritual therapy, it, has, it sometimes is something that 
Well, let's just put it this way. I've certainly had a chance to worship at home during these months and years, and certainly have, in fact, tried to do whatever seems appropriate to make this a worship event, even though we're not here, we're at home. So we make sure that, um, you know, people are out of bed. We do it on cable, um, if, if we're going to do that, rather than on demand at some point, but whatever. But we make a point to, to be present, to have everything set and try to minimize the distractions. But I can't help it. I mean, I'm thinking of, I'm going to go grab myself another cup of coffee. Not that drinking coffee is sinful or getting up and you can't still hear, but it is so easy to be distracted. You know how easy it is to be distracted even here. Because there's plenty of things we'd rather be thinking, or not rather, but are, are going through our minds, things that can, that can cause distractions, like the guy forgot to dismiss the kids, and you're like, when's he going to dismiss the kids? You know, and uh, that stuff happens. And then people are, you know, making noise, or you hear this or that, or you're distracted by uh, whatever might be going on, and not the least of which is, how long is this guy going to preach anyway? So, um, it is hard. And how many of you, and I'm not assuming that you don't, but I know when I try to sing at home with the TV, my, my, some of my family aren't big singers, you know, and so when I'm doing that by myself, it's, I mean, I'm a fairly strong singer, not necessarily a good one, but a strong one, and so, you know, I, I've come to a point where I don't care what they think, but pretty awkward, pretty awkward to really be involved with the worship as opposed to just being an observer. Now, we receive from that. We receive the message even as we have, and what a blessing it is. But again, if there are things that you know, and, and, and again, the Holy Spirit is what guides us. If there are things that don't allow you to come and be present in worship, then absolutely the Lord knows that we understand. But if it has become a habit, and with COVID, of course, things have changed. And so if it's become a habit where it's much, much easier and more convenient to simply observe worship and not in person, then perhaps we need to hear the spiritual therapy it says, you can do this. You can you can work towards making it a priority to be present with the family of believers, not just for your own sake, but also for all of us. That ultimately would be the ideal for God to have his people come together. It's his plan of how the church functions. And so take that for what it's worth, that there's plenty of reasons but the Holy Spirit will guide you into realizing or to coming to determine, is this something where a spiritual therapist would say, no, you, you can do this. You see, the same applies, and whether or not we'd call that pain or discomfort, that's up to you. But there certainly are things in our spiritual life which may seem painful. And... 
it's hard sometimes to know. I so much appreciate how Carla put that. That there's pain that says, okay, no, stay, whether it's staying home or whether it's continue doing the best you can in your circumstance. But then there's other discomfort and pain, which falls into the category of hearing the word of the Lord who says, you can do this. You need to do this. You need to repent. And now I'm not just talking about worship. I'm talking about any aspect of our lives that is not in accord with God's word. We just heard a little one. Every time you come to worship, every time you hear or read the Bible, you can come up and be encountered by any number of things that speak directly to us. I don't know if you caught it, but just in, in quote, passing, we read this passage from James. We're not talking about it. We, it just is there. It's for you, and we hear it and go on. Fine. But did you notice that it says, do not grumble? Now, this is not a case where we can say, well, I've got a very good reason to grumble, and therefore I'm going to do it. No. There are some things that we need to be confronted with that say, stop. A therapist has an obligation to say, you're doing something that harms your body or is not helping. You need to stop that. You need to change for your own good. We trust a therapist, usually, in that occasion. Should we not much more trust the Lord? You see, we live in a society that is becoming more and more offended by Jesus. Did you catch that reference? John the Baptist is in jail. His world, I would imagine, is falling apart. And, you know, he knew that his cousin Jesus was the Messiah. And yet, I bet he was wondering, wait a minute, how is it I'm in jail and I'm probably going to be executed? And Jesus doesn't seem to be perhaps doing everything I thought he should. And so John sends followers of his to go to Jesus and say, hey, let me know, are you the guy or is there someone else to come? Now, did you notice, first of all, what Jesus did? He quoted scripture, namely Isaiah 35 in part. He said, go tell John what you see and hear. The blind receive this sight. The lame walk, the deaf hear, the mute sing for joy. In other words, this is fulfillment of what God had promised the Messiah to do and to be. And then he said this. And it was just, again, kind of a, I guess some would say a throwaway line, a passing line you might not even pay attention to. But he, Jesus said, and blessed are you or those who are not offended by me. Why would somebody be offended by a miracle worker? Why would somebody be offended by this great teacher and prophet? Unless, of course... His message cut through to the sinful nature, the sinful actions and the sinful behaviors and attitudes and thoughts that we all have. Isn't that when we get offended? When we feel like it's coming right for us and we're like, oh, wait a minute. There's plenty of other sinners that you could be talking to, Jesus. 
There's plenty of other things that you could spend your time on. Isn't there world hunger and all that kind of stuff you should be worried about? And by the way, this isn't the worst thing. I mean, there's worse things that I could be doing. So who are you? Well, plenty of people have said that to pastors, I know. But to say it to the Lord, who are you to confront me? And that's what God's word is. Yes, there's a confrontation. Yes, there are times when we need to be told, if you do not do, if you don't put up with the pain, you are going to live your life in that compromised position. How was that again? Did she kind of go like this? Spiritually, that's exactly right. And we live that way. We don't even realize it. And in fact, ultimately, if we continue in that way, we are going to have continued consequences in our lives, even eternal consequences. That's how serious this is. I mentioned miracle worker before. Some people see their therapist as a miracle worker, and perhaps rightly so. Someone who's competent, who's knowledgeable, and who's able to read what a person exactly needs for that point in time to be able to distinguish between, quote, helpful and therapeutic pain or discomfort and that which could be harmful is absolutely wonderful. People have reported about, you know, being able to walk again and they couldn't have done it without their physical therapist or OT or whatever it might be. They're miracle workers. Now, I don't want to bust anybody's bubble who works in that therapy area. I mean, I think it's awesome, right? But they're not miracle workers. Ultimately, it's knowledge and it's your persistence and determination and the grace of God that brings about that healing. But the spiritual therapist that we encounter is indeed a miracle worker. He is the one who not only gives us the spiritual therapy so that we're strengthened and encouraged, he first of all takes away the sinfulness, the causes of our distress and problems and so forth, and then he empowers us by giving us the Holy Spirit so that we, in fact, are now regenerated new people that want nothing more than to do everything that he asks. That's a miracle. And that's who you and I are. It's just we need to hear it. We need to be encouraged. We need to hear that word that says, remember. We need to constantly be in touch with the word, with our Lord and Savior Jesus, hearing, growing, listening, repenting, and believing. For God does want nothing but the best for us. Not just in eternity, thanks be to God for that, but right now. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.